So I'm so excited that you've joined me today. Jesus has a word for us. As always, He's preparing to come, and He wants us to be ready. He wants us to be His church without spot or wrinkle. He is coming for His bride, and so we got to get ready. And what does a bride do for her husband? What does a bride do? She gets ready, and a bride loves her husband, her husband-to-be. She's in love. And that's the whole key to being ready. Just gave you a little heads up. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you're getting ready for us. We thank you and praise you that you're preparing us to get ready for you by giving us the wisdom that you need. You said you were going to tell us things to come. You said if we asked for wisdom, you'd give to all liberally without fault finding. You said you want us to be ready. And the reason you're not here yet is because we're not ready. And your warning is over and over again. And so I just receive what you have today that you want me to share. I thank you that you would speak through me. I give you all the glory. I take no glory for what you're about to say through me. In Jesus' name, amen. He is so good, and I don't know anything without him. He tells me what to say. And today he wants to talk about who's chosen. There's so much confusion about who is chosen. And the Bible does say a few confusing things, but you got to sit before him and get his wisdom. And I already said that the thing that, um, the way you get chosen is to be in love with him. That is really the bottom line. You're chosen if you love him. And if you love him, you're going to be seeking him and you're going to be getting ready for that wedding day. You're going to be getting ready for the groom. The groom is coming. He's The trumpet is about to blow. And if you haven't taken any time to get ready, then what kind of a bride are you? We are to be the bride of Christ. That's what we're called to be. And so um, he wanted me to read in Matthew 22. As I said, there's a couple different things that confuse people in thinking, oh, I don't know if he's going to choose me or not. But I want to show you right here. This is what he wants me to tell you today. You've already been chosen. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. The world includes everyone. He didn't pick a few people out. The word says that he is no respecter of persons. So he doesn't just choose any, meeny, miny, mo. He doesn't have favorites. He said he doesn't show favoritism. He doesn't. He loves us all the same. It's a matter of what we do. God loves everyone, everyone. But whether we go to heaven or not is whether we come to that banquet table. And he says that right here. In Matthew 22, let me get my... Matthew 22, he invites everyone to the banquet. And I just encourage you to read it. And because um, I'm just going to skip around here a little bit. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. And of course, that is Jesus. And his servants, he sent his servants to summon, summon those who were invited to the wedding banquet, but they refused to come. Again, he sent servants saying, tell those who are invited, behold, I've prepared the banquet. He prepared for this wedding. And you know, God is showing me that the banquet table, even before Jesus comes, is a place where we go to get ready, to get counsel. So keep that in mind. Anyway, they're not concerned and they paid no attention. They ignored, they made light of the summons, treating it with contempt. And then one went away to his farm, another to his business. We're so busy. No one has time to get ready for Jesus. They just think, oh, he's not going to come and we give up and, and we think he's not going to come, which the point of getting ready 
is not, he said, we're not going to know the hour of the day, but to be ready. So um, anyway, it, it really makes, right here, it says the king is infuriated. He's, he's so angry. Just think what Jesus did. He gave his life. God loved the world so much that he gave his son. And still, we're not interested. We're too, we're too busy to come and sit at his feet and get ready for that wedding day. Anyway, so he, he's, he sent out more. He sent out his servants. The wedding feast is prepared, but those invited are not worthy. So go. Throw out the highways and the byways. Invite whoever is willing to come. And those servants went out the crossroads and, and got together as many as they could find. I sat at the banquet table of Jesus, and it was empty. There was hardly anybody there. And I want to tell you, the look on Jesus' face was so sad. And I didn't even know it until I got back home. I got a few books going on, and I got so much detail in there. But the things that I learned while I was there are so amazing, and that is that banquet table is empty because everybody is too busy, and Jesus is grieving. He is heartbroken, just let me tell you that. All the things He did for us, and still we're rejecting Him because He hasn't come yet, because we think that He's not coming or it's some kind of mystery we can't understand. The Bible is really clear, and if you're really seeking and knocking, you're going to know the truth. So, Jesus is waiting for us to be ready. He's waiting. 2 Peter 3.9 He hasn't come because it's not His will that one should perish. So, verse 12, He said, Friend, how did you come in here without putting on the appropriate wedding garment? And the king said to the attendants, tie him up and throw him out into the outer darkness. And then he said in verse 14, many are called, many are invited, but few are chosen. And I will tell you, the few that are chosen are those that have their wedding garment, those that love Jesus, those that follow him and live their life according to his will. Those that um, seek him in a way that they live in agreement with him. So if he says to you, don't buy that, don't lie, don't steal, do this right thing, and you just totally ignore him, and then you think you can get sneak in the back door uh, on that day, and you, and you hadn't gone through that friendship, that relationship with him, where you understand each other and you're in agreement and you want to please him, you're not going to have, that's the wedding garment, you're not going to have it on and you're going to be noticed and you're not chosen because you didn't choose him. So, you know, when you're willing to come to the banquet, that means you're willing to lay down your life. Jesus said, you can't be my disciple unless you're willing to lay down your life. And when you lay down your life, you're saying, I'm going to serve you. I love you. I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. I'm, I'm going to love that person. I'm going to forgive that person. Even though that person hurt me, it's not fair. That person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to give to that homeless person. Even though I only got $10 left, I'm going to give my $10 
Because that's what you would do, Jesus. And because I can trust you to take care of me. I'm going to follow the lamb wherever he goes because I'm in love with him. And if you're in love with him, you're going to have on that wedding dress. When I went to heaven, I saw my dress hanging there. And then I saw myself in it because because it's my intention. I'm not, you know, I'm not rubbing myself on the back or patting myself on the back, however you say that, and saying I'm all good and glorious. I'm just saying I follow him wherever he goes because I want to move in with him. I want to live where there's all good. I don't want to live in evil. We're living in evil on the earth. People are hateful and hurtful and uncaring here. And in heaven, it's not going to be that way. It's going to be how you really want to live. And so when you come in agreement with Jesus right here and right now, then you're going to be the one that's chosen. We're all chosen, but if we reject him, if you don't have time to go and get counseling, if you don't have time to go and learn how to forgive and to love and to stop lying and cheating and living like the world, if you're not willing to um, just lay down your life before him and live to give like he did, then you can't live with him. And that's what he wants you to know. It's not that he picks and chooses who he decided way back when. He knows who's going to follow him. And he said it's a time of testing. I was going through something just a little while ago, and he said it's part of your test. Will you keep a good attitude through this test? Will you love anyway? Will you forgive anyway? Will you give anyway? Would you do it anyway, just because you love him? Something you don't want to do? Something that isn't fair? Something that you really don't want to give? Will you do it anyway? Is he the most important thing to you? You know, a big thing is we have gods before him. And um, so those gods that we have before him are in the way. They're in the way of you being chosen. If something is more important to you, I just heard something um, yesterday. This girl was telling that um, God told her there's some things between them and she needed to set them aside, and she did. And then, and it did my heart good to hear it because I've done that, and some things just seem unreasonable, too hard, and why? And it's because he's testing us. He's choosing the person that really loves him. You know, so many people are, are, we are naturally like the Pharisees. We know what we're supposed to do, but then when it comes to doing it, it just seems too hard and we don't want to do it. And then we end up being just really pretenders. We're saying we love Jesus, but we're not living that out because we love something else more. I was thinking of um, Abraham this morning. And... um, God was showing me that, and I, I never really got this before, but that he was testing Abraham, and we know he was testing him. But God was saying he wanted that love that Abraham was giving Isaac. He wanted that love. And Abraham, he knew God, he loved God, he trusted God, and so he took him out to, up to the mountain. He told Sarah, we'll be back. What if God asked you to give your son And then God turned around and gave his son, right? But, you know, 
God does that. You know, so many um, people that don't understand and don't know God, um, they get to the place where they don't feel like you care for them anymore because you put God first. Because they don't understand God has to be first. He is our groom. We are the bride, and He has to be the first thing. You have to love Him. There's a cost to live with Him forever, and that cost is loving Him. And, you know, not only that is when you love Him, you have all the benefits of His goodness, His kindness, His blessing, living with Him. And when you, when you love someone, you care for them and you will do anything for them. You have people on the earth that you would just do anything for because you love that person. You, you love that person, and so you would do anything. And that's all he's asking. Just love me. And then, of course, you can move in with me. I'll give you anything. You can, I'll do anything for you. And he does so many things for us that we don't even realize he does. We take things for granted, like the beautiful weather, the sun, the air, you know, um, cleaning the air so we don't even have to be afraid of um, sickness and disease. Jesus already made provision for sickness and disease, but we don't know that. We don't know him. So, of course, he makes other provision for us. And he's giving us time to get to know him. But we know in heaven there's not going to be anything that's wrong because we're all the people that are going to be there are the ones that have submitted to him. There's not going to be liars in heaven. There's not going to be murders. There's not going to be adultery or idolatry. Nothing that um, is here that is, that is not right is going to be in heaven. So, we're going to be living with Him. We're going to be living in goodness. And if that's the life that you want to live, then you got to seek Him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and go through some testing. And um, whatever that is that's in the way of you and Him, whatever your God is, He's going to ask you to give it up. Revelation 3.19 tells us He corrects those He loves, and He's correcting you. He's preparing you for heaven. He's giving you time to fall in love with him, to be that bride, to come to the banquet table and get that counseling. Don't be too busy for Jesus because when that trumpet blows, and we don't know when it's going to be, but you want to be ready when that trumpet blows. And I've said this over and over again, if you're not ready, you're going to hate it that he came. You're going to be in shock and you're going to know that you aren't ready, that you weren't ready, and it's not going to be a good thing. So, and you know, he said you can't do anything without him. So ask him to help you to fall in love with him, to know him, to prepare for his return because he's coming soon and you don't want to miss him. And I don't know what soon is. You know, some days it feels like tomorrow and then some days it, it seems like, wow, I guess it maybe will be a while. And then if you go on YouTube and people have had dreams and visions you know, a day or two weeks ago, and then you can get all excited again and think it's going to be him. But the purpose of him telling us ahead of time, no matter when he comes, is that he loves us and he wants us to be ready. He wants to choose you. He wants to choose you. And he's not going to come until everyone has made a clear choice. If you say, I'm not going to forgive, you didn't choose him. 
If you say, I'm not going to get ready, I'm not going to get on my knees and find out and communicate with him. I don't believe I can hear his voice. Then you're not choosing him. You're denying him. If you don't agree with the word, the word is him. Then you don't agree with him and you're denying him. So many people think, I'm ready, I'm good, but they won't forgive. They won't spend time with him. They won't get dressed for the wedding. They, they don't even care what he has to say. They don't want to go to church or, or learn or open the Word of God. They don't want to take the time to know him. But still, they think they're ready. It's a deception. We have a real enemy. And John 10.10, Jesus said, He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come that you may have life. Have it to the full till it overflows. Seek him. Keep on knocking, keep on seeking, and that door will be open to you. When he comes and that trumpet blows, if you haven't paid him any attention, if you haven't proved to be a faithful bride, then you're not going to be going to heaven. And that's why he's not here yet. And that's why he's telling everybody he's coming, because he wants to give you time to be ready. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be next week. I don't know if it's going to be next year. But he keeps telling me to get ready. He's coming. And the other thing he just brought to my mind that I want to point out is there's a lot of people that um, are going home now already. Um, When people leave their bodies, you know, there's so many funerals that have happened in my life already. So many people that have left. And there are people that I know know Jesus and love him. And I might have said this already. And they're gone. He came and he got them. And John, he said that he was going to come personally to get us. And so he might not be here yet, but he's still coming and he's bringing people home that are ready. And so I just felt prompted to tell you that he's already working. He's already separating the sheep from the goats. And he's already gathering his own. And so you don't know when, I don't remember what my point was, but you don't know when he's coming, but you need to be ready. And you need to be ready also for the people around you to leave and make sure they know Jesus so you know where they're going when they go. But anyway, um, so Revelation 3.19, Jesus said he corrects those he loves He's correcting you so that you can be ready for heaven. Revelation 3.20, he said, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, then he'll come in and dine with you and prepare you to live with him. He's, He's choosing everybody. It's a matter of if you will invite him in or not. If you want to say that prayer, if you want to ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, I want to say that prayer with you. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us and teach us your way, prepare us for heaven, and we're inviting you to do that right now. Just come in and take over our lives, Lord. Help us to be ready. You said we can't do anything without you, and we can't do this without you. We can't get ready for that day without you. We need your help. We thank you that, I thank you, Lord, that you said we can hear your voice. If we pay attention, we can hear your voice, and you're going to lead us into eternal life. You said, my sheep know my voice, they follow me, and I give them eternal life. That's all there is to it. 
I thank you that when things seem too hard, that you would make them easy, that we would know that you're right there. Thank you and praise you that your word is our confidence, is our promise, your promise to us. And we know that we can count on what you said in your word. Thank you that you would speak your word to us, Lord, and confirm in our spirit that we're walking that path. Help us to know when we're being deceived. Make it really clear. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. And if you said that prayer, get on your knees every day and seek him. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Matthew 7, 7. And he will open that door. He will show you. Let him correct you. Let him teach you. Let him guide you. Let him show you the thing that he has for you to do. Let him show you how to be ready. Get on your knees. Don't assume you're ready if you're someone who thinks, oh, I've known the Lord forever and I'm ready and I can't wait to get home. Get on your knees and you'll find out. You probably have an assignment that you're missing. I'm pretty sure we're not ready or he'd be here. Pretty sure you're not ready or he'd already be here. We have things to do. There's plenty of things to do. So, thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.